Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hey, hey guys, welcome to episode 15. This is definitely a long awaited episode. So I'm really excited to bring it to you. It is going to be an episode where I share a lot about my divine mission statement with you guys. And so if any of you are new to me or to my podcast and you don't follow me on social media, you might be going, what is a divine mission statement? What's a mission statement? What's a vision? What's all those? What's, what is she talking about? Um, so I will start from the start and I'll kind of take you through the process of how I got to the point of having this mission statement. But if you haven't yet listened to my podcast on morning routine and how it can lead you to abundance, I would highly suggest that you start there and then potentially come back to this podcast because that podcast talks about the morning routine that I have, and it's largely based around my mission statement and reading it every single day. So a little while ago, well, it wasn't actually, it probably wasn't a little while ago anymore, but um, a while back, I um, I invested in a huge amount of coaching. So, you know, in the past, I've done so many different things in terms of my own personal development, but a while back, I decided to invest in a personal coach myself yes, even coaches need coaches. And, um, and so I, I did end up deciding to spend a very, very, in my opinion at the time, a very big amount of money. Um, now I don't see it as, I see it as absolutely invaluable and I would, wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to spend my money any other way. So at the beginning it was like, wow, all this money per month for a coach, you know, blah, blah, blah. Do I really need that? Can I figure this out on my own? Um, But the thing is, guys, is that when you're committed to being in a state of growth, um, it's absolutely vital that you have people in your corner, that you have people. I suppose some people like to talk about having accountability buddies, but I always talk about the bigger picture. You know, they, you you guys probably would have heard this saying before, you are the sum of the people, the five people that you spend the most time with. And when I heard that concept, the first time I didn't really believe it, to be honest, I was like, oh, that's not really true. I'm my own person. And, but the fact is it is true. And so, you know, years and years ago, I was pretty much a mirror of the people I was hanging around with. And now, um, in this, you know, in this current space that I'm in, I'm a mirror of the people I'm hanging around with. And so, and those people are becoming a mirror of me and the people around them. And it's really, really cool. So you definitely want to be really careful with who you spend your time and energy with. And so for me, at the time that I um, invested in in my coach and I started to go down this journey of like the next level 
of um, personal development for me, I, um, I was like, well, if I, if I spend time every single week with these guys, with the, you know, with these guys teaching me some really cool stuff, it's likely I'm going to get really, really good at what I do. And the, the honest truth is it has, it's made, it's made me a better coach. It's, you know, it's caused me to go and really drive forward following my mission and vision for life. And so wouldn't, it's, I say, I say not that long ago and then I'm like, it kind of was long ago, but it was probably almost a year ago to this, almost to this day that this big shift and transformation came or started to come into my life. I felt something, and I think I've, I've done a podcast on this. It's, it's the one where I talk about my breakthrough moment. And that was about a year ago, but at that point in time, I just, I was, I was really happy for so many reasons and I was really firing along and I was loving what I was doing, but there was just something, there was just something that just wasn't feeling right. I wasn't feeling aligned. Um, I just felt a little bit lost and it, it could have been a multitude of things. I'm not really going to go into all of that today, but I know that for me, there was an energy floating around. There was something going on with with the career, with the choices, with the people, all that stuff. There was something going on there that just didn't feel right um, for me. And although I was loving so much of what was happening in my life at that point, I felt like I was at a little bit of a fork in the road. And I know that nearly every single person I coach feels the same way. And I personally feel that I think my audience is mainly women, but I personally feel that when women get to the age of around 30, between 30 and 40 in particular, they really start to go, well, is this, is this it? Like I've done the job for 10 years, 15 years. I've potentially gotten married, potentially had kids or starting to get down that road. And then, um, especially I think when you have kids, but in general, that age, you kind of get to this point where you're like, is this it? Is this all that life has got for me? Like, is this what I'm going to be doing? And really technically we're kind of a third of the way through our life, right? If we, if we play our cards right and value our health, we want to live long lives. And so, um, I think so many women get to this stage where they just like, shit, I'm at a bit of a fork in the road. I don't know what, whether to go straight left or right. And because I don't know, because I just actually don't know what left or right even involves and I feel lost and I don't know who I am and my vision for the future seems bleak. Um, You know, money is a big thing, guys. Money is something that, which I've talked about in a previous podcast as well, Um, but money is something that women and men stress about a lot. Humans in general stress about money a lot. And what I know to be true is that until you grow your self-worth, your net worth will never, never grow. Um, The problem is, is that we get to this stage and we've got the wages coming in and we're paying the mortgage off and we're going to work and we're coming home and everything's getting paid, but we're not moving forward at a rapid pace. We're not dreaming big. We're not in charge, like, excuse my language, but we're not in charge, like motherfucking hustlers, like and that's okay. I'm not saying everyone has to, but I definitely feel, and, and this might be a bit off topic, but as you guys know, I don't script these. Um, 
I definitely feel that we have gotten into this state, especially if you're if you're a person who's got a young family and you're and you're between the age of 30 to 50, I definitely feel that that generation is in a bit of denial about the money we're going to need when we retire. I feel like people think that it's potentially okay to live on the pension, but I look at you know, I look at the generation that's come before us and I go, well, I don't think it's an ideal situation to have to rely on the government for anything. Um, and the truth of the matter is guys, is that we are going to need a shit ton of money when we're older, if we want to live fabulous, glorious lives in our retirement. And for me, I was always like, I used to have this notion. It was, it was actually pretty funny. I used to say, I want to retire by the time I'm 40. And the reason I used to say that is because I wasn't driven by long-term vision. I just wanted to get rich and have enough money in the account to, um, to be able to retire. And the main reason for that was because I just didn't like what I did. And I saw people working to the age of 60 and then going on the pension. And I was like, oh, that's fucking depressing. Um, no offense to anyone listening, especially in my circle. I'm not talking on you. I'm talking in general, but, um, but the thing is, guys, is that I think we're all in denial a bit. And so we we get to this stage and we're like, yep, everything's going. Kids are healthy, got the house, got the, you know, groceries every week, doing the washing, getting up, going to sport, watching the kids play sport, going to the markets, you know, having having dinner and drinks with girlfriends. Pretty good life. Nothing's terribly wrong got the husband, everything's fine. Relationship's pretty good. We're not arguing all the time when we don't hate each other. So that's pretty good. So if you're one of those people, I would, I would love to hear from you. I tell, tell you guys this every week, but I want to hear from you. I, I love feedback and I, I honestly need it to know where to go with my next stuff, but I love hearing from you guys. So I think we all get to this point a one, a one way or another, we all kind of get to this point, especially the people that come to me to attend my retreats, Um, they're looking for like uh, a weekend away because they've literally been in this same kind of mundane, you know, existence for a while and they need a bit of a shake up. And then, you know, people who are coming to me for coaching are definitely the people that are, that are at this fork in the road moment. And so we just get into this state and things might not be too bad, um, which is exactly where I was. So about a year ago, I was in this state where I was like, well, stuff's pretty good. Like we had, we had our finances rolling in, everything was fine. We had a beautiful house, you know, two healthy kids, all the, all the things were going well, but I still felt this really, this big yearning desire for more. And I used to say like, is this to say to myself, like, is this really it? Am I going to be doing the same shit? Like for the next 60 years, like get up, drop the kids at school. Like, and if you've got kids and I don't mean this in any way offensive for our children, but they create a mundane life for us in, in sense of the routine that we have to follow to get them to school and back every day and to watch their sports and do all those things. And so I think what tends to happen is you get into a state of living for everyone else instead of living for yourself. And then you stop thinking about what you used to love to do and you stop advent having adventures and you stop planning holidays and you stop having fun with your friends because you've put on weight and your finances are a bit tight and you have nothing to wear and you just you just start playing small. Um, you stop 
just doing things that light you up like you used to do because you're a parent now and you're in this cycle and you're in this routine and you shouldn't need all those things anymore and you shouldn't want to have nice things and it's okay to just sit in that mediocre and then you get to the you get to the point one day where you're just like this fucking sucks i'm not happy with this and this is something i hear all the time with my clients like there's nothing actually is wrong apart from the fact they're probably holding on to something from childhood some trauma something that happened, something that one of their parents said that is really holding them back from greatness. But generally they've figured out how to live a pretty great life, but they're still really unhappy. And so if you feel that way, I want to know, I want you to reach out and tell me. So this is kind of where I got to. This is kind of where I got to. And the reason I tell you this is because I really don't believe that anyone can teach on something they haven't personally been through. I really don't believe that I feel like your adversity is your greatest strength. I feel like the shit you go through is just, it's the vulnerability and the the openness that I want to have with you guys is because I'm human. We're all the same. And so I want you guys to know that. Um, but about a year ago, that was where I was at. I, nothing was really that wrong, but just nothing really seemed that right. It just wasn't lighting me up the way I wanted to be lit up. And I knew there was some work to be done. I knew there was some deep work to be done. And so I took myself along um, with my coach's guidance and I've done a series of, of different workshops through these guys, their MJB seminars. I had them on my work, on my podcast a few episodes back. So you can go and listen to them if you're interested in what they do. But what I did is I attended some seminars and some workshops and I started to get a really good grasp of who I was and what was potentially holding me back. And through coaching and all those things, I, I started to figure out where I wanted to go and who I, who I really was under there. And, and I started to really grow my self-worth. And so, and that's another thing I might do a whole thing on, but a whole podcast on, but I started to grow my self-worth. And what I realized along the way is that you can't create a new reality based on the feelings or emotions that you're currently in. And so what we tend to do is we tend to just, you know, wake up, eat, eat, work, sleep, repeat, eat, work, sleep, repeat kind of thing. Um, we keep feeling these feelings. We keep replaying these emotions in our head from childhood, or we keep worrying about shit that, we can't change or that we're not willing to change because we're happier just to fucking worry about it than do anything about it. But then we desperately want a different reality. We desperately want things to change, but we're not willing to do it um, because we're happy in, in this little comfort zone. One of the things that I felt was that I was really good at whinging about shit. I was really good at being like, oh, well, that'll never happen. And this will never happen. We'll probably never get that holiday anyway. And it won't even be realistic. And we probably can't and won't and shouldn't. And this didn't happen. So that like, I was really good at that at one point. Um, but what I learned is that you can't create a new reality based on those feelings. If you're continually just going to sit in your shit, then eventually your shit won't smell anymore. You'll get used to it and you'll just be used to it, used to the negativity. Um, and so I got to that point and I was like, okay, this has been good. This is, this is great. I've, uh, I've got really comfortable in this, in this state. 
Um, and I was like, I either sit here in my comfortable shit, my bullshit stories, or I, I move on and grow. I either keep repeating the history that's not serving me or I evolve. So I sit in comfort or I grow. I repeat or I, re- I repeat or I evolve. And I just made a decision one day. And I said, you know what? All that money that I've spent drinking wine to mask the bullshit stories that were going on in my head, doing things that weren't serving me, um, spending money on clothing because truthfully I was probably just unhappy and unconfident. I kept buying stupid shit all the time, like crap clothing too. Um, (laughs) um, Just diverting from the plan, just really just not valuing myself. I decided that's it. It's time to invest in myself. It's time to make change. And so what I did is I, I really, I really, really grasped the concept that you can't create a new reality based on the feelings and emotions you currently have. And now if you want that to be expanded on, go to podcast number 14, last week's podcast, which is all about where your thoughts go, your future goes. And so if you're still thinking the same crap, you're going to get the same crappy results. Anyway, so that led me to doing all of this personal development work and just getting next level with stuff. And within that process, what I was able to do is start reprogramming things for myself. Um, And so when I created my mission and vision statement, it was something I did in a space, in a workshop space, which um, which was done over a period of like three to four days. So it was a very, very intense, um, intense experience. And the way that it was done was really, really cool. So basically we answered a series of questions and what happened through that was that it uncovered some truths about where I wanted to be in my future. Now I'm not going to give you guys the formula because to be honest, it's not as easy as me just saying, look, here are the questions, go do it. Because there was so much work that came before I was ready to, to do this mission statement. So I've seen, I've, I've had people say to me, can you just teach me how to do the mission statement? I just want you to teach me that. And when I do my retreats, I take people through a similar process to what I went through, but it's completely different in terms of the fact that I have created it and crafted it as, as like a, as like a stepping stone towards the stuff I've done, because not everyone has tens and tens of thousands of dollars to invest in themselves right now. So I've created something that helps you step towards what I've done, something that's, that's close. Um, but yeah, I can't tell you, here's the series of questions, go fill it out because it's been done before where you can get, someone can show you something, right? Someone can show you part of something and you can do it. But until you value yourself, the truth of the matter is if you haven't been through the process of breaking down your limiting beliefs, if you haven't been through the process of getting past trauma, of really, really figuring out and finding peace and gratitude and certain and clarity around some issues that might have been bringing you down for the last 20 or 30 years of your life. If you don't do all of that, you'll write the mission statement and you'll never fucking read it or you'll hardly ever read it. And so it is important for me to explain that to you guys, because I think that a lot of people, when they look at me and they look at my morning routine and they see me reading the mission statement, I think a lot of people think, all right, well, just give me the, give me the, like, tell me how to do it and I'll write it all down 
and poof, everything's going to come to fruition. Um, now I'm not, I'm not trying to come from a negative place with you guys here, but I am, I'm honest and I'm, I'm authentic with you guys around it. And I'm not going to bullshit anybody into believing that this is an easy process because this, this process, me having my divine mission statement written out was not a process of writing out a mission statement. It was a process that took months and months. And that's why you need coaches. You need to attend retreats and do things like that to get to this point. But trust me when I tell you that getting to this point has been the most, the single most profound thing I've ever done. And it has changed my life absolutely massively. Um, even to the point guys, like I'll just go back to my little rant for a minute or my little soapbox moment, but even to the point guys is that there are people that have done what I've done, the exact same course as I've done, and they haven't implemented the tools they've been shown. They have, they don't read their mission statement every day. Um, and so you can't like things that are really worthwhile doing don't just come easily. So I, um, what I do with my clients now is I help them get to a state where they're ready for that kind of stuff. Um, I still refer people across to MJB seminars all the time because they are absolute, absolute masters at what they do. But if you're new in your journey and if you're starting out and you want to get a taste of what's to come and you want to have that one-on-one coaching and you want to start breaking down some barriers, then, you know, coming into my space, seeing what I've got to offer is definitely a great place to start. But, um, but I do want to give you an idea of what my mission statement says and how it's evolved. And I really want to get, um, let you guys into it a little bit. So I've, I've got a few notes and I think I'm going to like refer to them a little bit, but I think the most important thing to know about creating a mission statement, it's not like an I am statement. So I am statements can work really well. But what I tend to find is that I am like, I used to do this. This is when I was at the beginning of like, now I'm years and years into my personal involvement, as I would call it. I say that with a posh voice because, oh, I'm so evolved. <laughs> God, I'm such a dag. Um, but yeah. So when I started off, it was like, oh, just write some I am statements and that'll be good. And I remember I was at a little like one day workshop and we all had to kind of get up and say them in the mirror And to be honest, I just felt like such a fraud. Um, And I know it was because I didn't believe what I was saying. And so it's great to do that stuff. It's great to have motivation and inspiration around you and put cool words up on your vision board and and take out your I am cards, which to me, um, my I am cards have been absolutely incredible that, um, that I have purchased from my good friend, Lauren Slocum. I do them with Scarlett and they're really great as a starting point to, to your journey. But the thing is, guys, is that that stuff wears off. It's not, it's not going to get you where you want to go. It's not the be all and end all, but it's a great starting point. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I also, what I also wanted to point out about that, there's a lot of buzz around this manifestation stuff. It's like, think about it enough and you'll be it. So if you think about being strong, if you say, I am strong, I am strong. I'm visualizing myself being so courageous and so powerful sorry guys, like I call bullshit on that. I just, and I'm not trying to be negative, (laughs) but I do, I call bullshit on that because I'm like, I'm not here to just pep you up with, you know, all this 
fantastic motivational stuff and get you feeling good. I'm here for, I'm here to shift stuff with you. I'm here to make you feel shifts. And so if you feel like you've already tried that and that didn't work, I manifest a thousand dollars lands in my account tomorrow. There's this like meme going around manifest this. I manifest $10.3 million or something like that. And I'm like, it's just such crap because to me, I'm not saying manifestation is crap. Let me, let me get that right. Cause I definitely believe that my mission statement is a form of manifestation, but the thing behind it is that the mission statement is the catalyst to change. So what happens is when I read my mission statement, sometimes I read it four, five, 10 times a day. Um, I always read it a minimum of two to three times a day, but when I read it, what it does is it forces me into action. So I don't just read it and then have my meditation and then be like, Ooh, that's good. That feels good. Happy vibes are going on in Jess household. And then off I go and then poof, I create kids connection cards and poof, my coaching business, you know, is almost booked out every month and poof, my retreats are firing and poof, all these things. No. So I have stuff in my mission statement that then reminds me of things I need to do. It goes, oh, if I want thousands of women to be impacted every month and families moving closer together every month, I need to actually make things to create that momentum. Um, I hope I'm not going off, off track here, but I think what I really want to get to with that is that the thing that I feel is that people have this perception that there's an end point. They have this perception that there's this happy place. Like I, I hear this all the time as people are like, I'm like, what do you want? What's your outcome? Just to be happy, just to be content, just to feel fulfilled. And guys, trust me when I tell you happy, content and fulfilled only comes from one place. So happy, content and fulfilled comes from being certain, presence and having clarity about where you're going. So when you're certain about what who you are, you know who you are, you know what you want, you are present with your family, with yourself, with your surroundings, and you have clarity and purpose for the future, that's when you will feel happy, content, and fulfilled. Until you find certain presence and clarity, you won't ever feel fulfilled. Um, you won't ever feel 100% happy because happiness to me, and I've heard this quote from someone else, so I can't claim it, but once I heard it, I was like, that hit the nail on the head. Happiness is not a thing. It's not getting to a destination, this perception around an end point. Happiness has nothing to do with an end point. Happiness is the feelings that you feel when you are moving closer to your potential. And trust me when I tell you that the potential you have today versus the potential you have in 10 years is completely different. And so you will never reach your full potential. And that's fucking awesome because you're just getting better and better and better. And it pushes you more. And what that does is that when we give up that perception, when we give up that bullshit story that like one day when I get the white picket fence and this happens and that happens, I'll be happy. When we give up the perception around having an end point, then what it means is that we can, number one, we can breathe and we can figure out a way to start making happiness and contentment and fulfillment work now, which is what I want for everyone. I want everyone to feel the way I feel. I want every single person, and this is why I'm so driven, (laughs) is because when I finally got it, I finally had the switch go off, finally had the moments, and I still have them all the time, but when I finally got my head around this stuff, I was like, holy shit, I've gotten it. I think I've got it, Eddie. 
or whatever. I don't know where that's come from, but I was like, fucking hell, I've got it. I've got this stuff. And now I have to have other people get it because I actually felt it for myself. I wasn't just sitting there. Um, I was going to say something so inappropriate then, but I'm not going to, but I wasn't just sitting there going, I'm going to listen to people's problems and I'm going to sympathize with them. No, I was like, I'm going to help people shift for fucking good. I'm going to help people change their life and get this shit themselves that they want to scream it from the rooftops because that's what I want to do. So what happens is when things start to work for you, when things start to show up, when you start to feel happy on a day-to-day basis, instead of just feeling happy when you're just out for drinks or when you've had a good day with hubby or when the kids haven't lost their shit or when you're happy on payday, but a week later, you're not happy. Like how many times I hear this from people? Oh, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. Oh, that's all right for you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, hold on a minute. Don't, don't, don't let, I'm going to call you on that. Because the thing is guys, is if you follow wealth principles and if you, if you were, if you value yourself enough, you will never, ever be in that position. You will never be in that position of, oh, it's fine for them. It's not fine for me. Things start to work when you do the work. And so when things start to work, when, when you start to feel happiness on a daily basis, when you start to feel little wins all the time, when you can see that your energy that you're putting out is coming back instead of being in scarcity mentality and I can't and I won't and I'm not worthy and I'm silly and I'm dumb and I'm fat and I'm ugly and all that crap. When you start to let go of all of that, things start to work, things start to show up. So I'll give you an example. When I started with my mission statement, one of the things I wrote in there was about being organized and um, respectful to my money. And I started saving money when people shouted me things. I never used to get shouted stuff. And then I started saving money when people shouted me things. And I started donating money every single week to charity anonymously. And at the beginning, it was a really small amount. Like it was under $5 a week. Um, as I, you know, as my wealth grow, I, I grow what I imp- how I impact people. But the reason I give it anonymously is because there's a really cool theory around it um, being is that you're, you're telling the universe you have over and above what you need and, and the universe responds back. So when I started to do that for about four or five weeks solid, I was finding money on the ground and things like that. So I'd like walk out the front of my house and there'd be like a $2 coin on the driveway. Or I'd be, I was at the markets one day and I, I like I walked over, the pram walked over some money. It was like $60. And I'm like, excuse me, is this anyone's money? Like I was desperately trying to figure this out because $60 is a lot of money. Um, and it wasn't, I, I couldn't find anybody that would take it from me. Um, I thought far out, this is weird. I felt a little bit weird about it. Um, but then the next week, the same thing happened and it was $40. And then I was always finding money on the ground. It was just, and I felt like it was the universe saying, good work. You're doing a good job. I'm just letting you know, I'm just showing you in little signs and people that have done the same work as me and the girls that attended my retreat have messaged me and said, Oh my gosh, I'm finding coins on the ground. And I'm like, all these little things are happening. I'm getting these signs and things that are in my statement now are happening. And I'm like, yes, cause you're showing up for yourself. And so when the good stuff starts to work for you and you start to feel these little nudges from the universe and you start to see these little signs you never want to go back from it. You never want to go back from the work. Um, sometimes it takes a lot of discomfort to get to that stage. Um, it did for me to get to the point of really figuring out what I wanted 
my mission statement to say was it took a lot of uncomfortable situations. Um, I had to change a lot of my habits. I had to, you know, I wanted to change my life. And so I had to change, I had to change where, where I was spending my time. Um, and the thing is guys, is that what we want to do is we want to help what, what I want to do and what my coaches want to do and what pretty much every coach in the world wants to do with people is they want you to live in alignment with your values. So number one, if you don't know your values, you have to go to work on that and you need to figure out what, what your values are. Um, and if you need help with that, go find someone to help you because it's a hard task. When you live in alignment with your top three values, you will be happy and your wealth lies around where your values lie. And so your wealth and your values are intrinsically connected and you need to be really, really, really on top of that and really knowing what your values are. Like if someone asked me, I could tell them straight away because the thing is I, I live for my values. My values are very high in my priority list, obviously. Um, now I used to say, this is probably off topic, but I used to say my top three values were health, family, and friends, because I just thought I'm real. If I'm, if I'm not healthy, I'm dead. And it's just right to say family and friends, right? They should be the people, the people that you put first. Now, number one, the only person you should put first is yourself. Number two, those were not my values. They were the perceived values that I'd got from society telling me that they should be my values. My top three values are connection, fun, and travel. That's what I value in life. And so I was able to figure that out through a process and through that process, which I can help you guys do, but through that process, what happened is I started to design a life that went into my mission statement that was on track to have me living connected with people. I love connecting with people. Someone said to me the other day, don't you get tired when you're on all these coaching calls? And I was like, you know what? I hear so many psychologists say, oh, this job is so draining. It's just so hard taking on people's problems and this and that. I've, I've heard it so many times. Um, and I was like, no, I don't. I'm actually energized from my calls with my client, my one-on-one coaching clients, because my personal clients, I'm invested in them, number one. But the thing is, is I'm helping them get to this state that I'm in. I'm fucking all over that shit. I'm so excited for them. Um, so I don't get drained. But my coaching work gives me connection beyond belief with people. And I crave that. It's one of my top values. I love having fun. And so I need variety. That's why I created my retreats because my retreats are fun. They're so much fun. And then travel being a high, high value of mine, my job now has led me to creating online streams of income, um, creating my retreats, which help me travel, but my online income, my passive income helps me travel more. And so do you see how, when you don't know what your values are, you're not going to ever be wealthy the way you want, because you will be living a life crafted around going to a nine to five, because that's what you believe is good. But if you, if you value things and you're not getting it from that job, you're never going to be happy. So working towards that big mission and that big vision that's a long-term thing was something that when I started writing the mission statement was really, really daunting to me. Um, because a lot of the stuff that I was writing in there, 
Um, what you do when you write this is you write it as if it's already happened. So you don't read it as in like, in 2022, I'm going to be earning this much money per year. I'm going to be driving this car. We're going to live in this suburb, in that house. I'm going to have had two children. I'm going to be fulfilled in my job and ta-da, that sounds great. My relationship will be happy. We'll be having a great sex life. Like, no, that's not, that's not at all what the mission statement is. So the mission, the divine mission statement is really about say, you say it as if it's already happened. You say it like it's already happened because like I spoke to you about last week in episode 14, your, where your thoughts go, your future goes right. So if you're, if you're drilling into your mind every single day, a vision of the future that you already perceive has happened, things will start to happen for you. And this is probably, I feel like I've been talking for so long, but this is probably one of the most important points I can make around the mission statement. And so that's why it's important that you get someone to help you with it that knows what they're doing, because you can't just write this thing and then just keep wishing for it. You have to make action. So when you're working towards this long-term vision and mission, you really have to be okay with giving up some of the short-term satisfaction stuff. You really have to be okay with making sacrifices. And when you, when you value yourself enough, when you know you want absolute greatness, you will, you will do it. So if you're unable to make that decision, if you're unable to make some hard choices, and I'll give you an example of this, cause this is going to lead on to a future podcast, but my, myself and my hubby are having our 10 year anniversary, 10 year wedding anniversary on Thursday next week. And so we had had planned into the diary to have a 10 year wedding anniversary lunch with our family. We'd had that planned in for like a year. And then my coaches have a seminar on that weekend. Um, I've been to it before. I don't need to go to it again, but in my head, I get to go to anything they do now for life because that's how much money I've spent. (laughs) Um, The thing is, is that I was like, well, I've already been to it. So I won't go the Saturday. I just go on the Sunday. And it just kept niggling in my head. And I was like, how you do anything is how you do everything, Jess. And this is a fucking cop out. I knew it was, I knew I should have been there. I've got like 20 people coming because I've told them how much this has, that two days changed my life. So I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Not showing up like, and so again, I I value my worth so much that it was an easy decision. Whereas when you don't value yourself enough and you don't value your mission, you will just easily give in to the short-term satisfaction shit instead of you know, instead of just wanting the long term and the mission, my mission statement helps me stay on track for that because I'm like, if I want to impact thousands of people, what's more important? Going going to lunch and getting a little bit tipsy and eating bug rolls or going to this thing and filling my brain with incredible information from people that I aspire and want to be like, um, from people that have been in the game longer than me from people that I want to sit there and write the notes again. That's what I want to do. And so I fucking canceled the lunch. (laughs) Well, we, we moved it and I'm still having a hard time with that in my head, but I know it was the right thing to do. So my point around that is that you really do have to, you have to look at your long-term vision and that's what the mission statement really does for you. But also you have to earn the right to your abundance. And so if you feel like 
Oh, Jess, like that's a lot of sacrifice to make. I don't know if I'd be able to move my 10 year anniversary dinner because of some personal development stuff. You you need to look in the mirror again. You need to get back to what you know is important and, or just, just be okay with living a mediocre, li- living that mediocre life. But I know that I'm not, and I've made that decision and I've made it very clear because I don't want any of my friends and I want any of my family ever living mediocre lives. I want everyone having what they want, doing what they want. So happy they could cry because that's honestly the state I get into every single day. And it's, it's not come easy. It's been hard yakka work and it constantly continuously is, but it's so worth it. So knowing that you have to earn the right, like what my coach once said to me, he's like, Jess, you, you think that like you guys are destined for greatness. You guys are going to have so much greatness in your life. There's going to be so much. You've already got so much abundance. He said, and you were silly enough to think that you wouldn't have to dig through some shit to get more. Like every time you get somewhere, every time you have a win, there's another fucking hurdle to jump over. There's, of course there's going to be, right? So I think it's important to remember that. I think it's really important for you guys to just know that these things are going to take time, but they're so, so, so worth it. Um, so for me, I, this is a long podcast. I'm getting worried. I'm like, I might need part one, part two. I feel like I might, I feel like I'm, I have said so much that you guys might just be like, shit, Jess, this is, this is giving me a bit of a brain freeze. Um, I'm going to try and finish this up. And then what I'm going to do is next week, I'm going to read to you and give you like, a bit more about the actual mission statement. Cause I'm sure you're all like, Jess, this is awesome. But tell me what you wrote in your mission statement. We all want to know. Um, anyway, so I'm going to keep on track. So earning, earning your, earning your way to abundance, you have to, you know, you really have to earn the right to be abundant. <laughs> um, and the only way you can do that guys is by putting yourself first. And so when I got my mission statement, it's three pages long in type 10 font. Um, when I got that written out, I said to my coach, I was like, okay, so he said, you've got to read this first thing in the morning. You've got the first thing you do in the morning in that kind of dreamlike woozy state is you've got to read this. And I was like, I can't, how am I going to do that? First thing in the morning, my kids will be awake. We're going to have to wake up earlier, Jess. I'm like, how early? And at that time, my son would have been under a year old. So I was like, how early am I going to have to wake up? Come on, guys. I don't know about this. Can you give me a a bit, a a part, like an option two? Can I read it at lunchtime? Can I read it before bed? No, Jess, you need to read it in the morning. And so I made a decision. I was like, feasibly for me to do that, I'm going to have to wake up at 4.30 a.m. in the morning because there's a potential that Leo could be awake by five. God love him. He doesn't wake up normally till about six, but I put myself first and I didn't use an excuse. I decided to make it happen because it was important. So you need to put yourself first and you need to be the person that you want to be that you need to put yourself. Let me say that again. You need to put yourself first and you need to become the person that you want everyone else to be. So we, we often really look out and we're like, I wish if that happened or this happened, then I could be the person I want to be because once they all fix their shit, I could probably fix my shit. So you need to just be yourself and you need to just stand tall in what you want. So if you don't have a mission statement yet, an easy fix for you guys is 
get your morning routine sorted, go back and listen to that podcast and start honoring yourself first. Meditate every morning. Don't ask me, is meditation good or bad? It's fucking essential. You have to do it guys. I don't care what you think, what you've heard. Um, every single person who's a high performer, who's done great things, who's, who's impacted the world, who's left legacy meditates. Um, it's just, it's part of life and it should be part of life for everyone. And that's why in my create connection, everyday cards for kids and families, I've got meditation as a, as a really, as a, as a focus in there, um, on some of the days because it's important. Um, okay. I'm on a rant. I can feel it. Spoke a bit about legacy. So yeah, you, if you're, if you're thinking, okay, Jess, this is really good info and I feel a bit fired up, which I hope you guys do. Cause I am. Sometimes I listen back to my podcast and I'm like, I didn't sound as fired up as I felt. Like I felt like I was really talking with expression and I'm, maybe I just don't have an expressive voice, but I feel fired up and I hope it comes across, but you guys are probably feeling a bit fired up too. And hopefully you're sitting there nodding your head going, Oh, this makes a lot of sense. You know? So I want you guys to know, and I I think I've already said this, but I want you guys to know that this is not a short process. And so you guys are going to be like, well, Jess, I thought you were giving me like the key to, to, to how to make a mission statement. And I'm giving you the keys behind the process to get to the point of having one that's going to work because you can all write down some cool shit and read it. And if you don't believe it, it's never going to happen. So you need to do the work first guys. Um, and you need, and then once you get to that point, you tap into your unit, into your vision, you tap into this divine mission, um, that you're on, you tap into the long-term vision and you start thinking about the legacy and the impact you want to create. And if you're, if you're a stay at home mom and you're going, Jess, I don't have a job. I just want to be a mom. I can guarantee you, you can still create this. You can still create this. Don't you worry. Um, but when you tap into your vision on a big, big scale, the universe starts to deliver in crazy, crazy ways and, um, declaring your worth and being comfortable with these things that might feel you, make you feel uncomfortable is where it all starts. Um, and what you think about, you bring about, it's something that my coach says all the time, what you think about, you bring about and, what I love is your thought, where your thoughts go, your future goes. And so guys, um, I hope this has given you some insight. I feel like this didn't quite go the way I wanted it to go, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to stop here for this week. Cause I feel like I've overloaded you and I want you guys to get this. So if this felt a bit, whew, that was a bit full on, listen to it again, please, please, please share it with people. I love seeing your screenshots. And I love seeing your notes. Some of you send me all the notes you write and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, So please do that. If you haven't written notes, listen again and and write some notes. Um, But I'm going to pause this here. And then what I'm going to do is I am going to export. I'm going to start recording next week straight away. And that's just going to be an insight into what mind says so that you can get a feel for where you might be going in the future. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Big love. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the Abundance Hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.